Hello, everybody. Today we have perhaps one of the best podcasts that I've done in a really long time. And the reasoning for this is because I've brought along an old friend. Today I have Rita Fatima with us today. And I think it's going to be super fun. It's a, really one of those like super relaxed uh, podcasts. And I just really had a great conversation with her. Uh, so I hope you guys all enjoy. Thank you for listening. All right. So what's up, everybody? Uh, how's it going? So today I have. Um, not necessarily somebody that is in the workforce, like per se, like, you know, like I would normally do. Um, but I do have somebody that, you know, started this whole podcast with me. So if you <laughs> ever decided to go back to episode one, you'd realize that I wasn't, um, always by myself. I used to have a partner and, um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Really. Yes. Hello, everyone. I am back. Uh, this is Rida Fatma. Um, used to be a career coach with Ovaro. Um, now a grad student returning um, to the podcast. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel, honestly, I feel nostalgic. Like, wow, time goes by so fast. And like, you like you don't know where life takes you. And we're doing this on Zoom, which is crazy, I mean, but also so normal, which is also crazy. Now it is, yeah. Yeah. Like, because honestly, I wasn't sure we, I would still be doing the, the podcast. Like, how long has it been? Like a year and a half? Almost like, almost. Right? like a, almost, a year, almost, yeah. yeah. Or like a little bit more than a year. Yeah, it's been, I didn't think it was going to be, I mean, I did get some reach. And then it's kind of interesting to see like the people like, you know, like as soon as you put it out, people like really actually listen and it's cool to see like the statistics and all it is. But it's also really fun to see what people have to say from different like perspectives and their different journeys. Like everybody has like that one like nugget of information that they picked up and you're just like, damn, I could really use that, you know? And podcasts have become such a mainstream um thing like it's like before it was like oh you know like you need like all this stuff to have a podcast but like like it's so common and like people really seek out podcasts now and it's very much like um yeah i have a podcast i mean i I remember when people would say like oh i'll be listening to podcasts and i was like so you listen to you're weird you're a nerd (laughs) and then i was like i have one obviously but like or we used to have we created one but it was like, you know, you could do it while you're in the car. I mean, you listen to music, it's the same thing. It's yeah, just- so many people will be like, oh, yeah, I work out to this podcast, or I drive, or I walk. And, like, it, yeah. it's so cool. Well, I don't know about working out, because I feel like you have to be in the zone for working out. I can't. Some people don't. I have recently yeah. gotten into running. Um, there's this oh, park okay. by yeah. me. It's only five minutes away. So, I like, I'll run. And I notice when I'm listening to, like, really, like, like hardcore like workout sort of music i actually do worse like when it's like really slow chill sometimes even just listening to nature which i never thought would be a thing it like it i actually like uh i don't know stay more motivated throughout the run how long do you run for um so i'm using (laughs) i'm using this app it's called 5k runner got it and it trains you so it's like eight weeks well, first you put in like your, your, um, like your height and weight and like how, like okay. you put in like all your personal information right, right, and then right. it will curate a program for you. Um, and it'll like train you over the course of how many other weeks you need to get to the 5k. Right. So I'm halfway there. 
Um, but it does mean like in intervals of, so I'm on like week four, it does mean on intervals of like walking and running. So it started with like one minute walk, one minute run. It really does. Now work. I'm up to like five minutes of running, which I think is like a lot. <laughs> As someone no, who interesting. Like, yeah. No, I mean, so 5k for you know us people that know miles better in perspective i think that's what is that like 3.1 miles 3.2 yeah something like that three three point it's like a little over three miles so that's like no joke like that's for somebody that you know like if you're just starting getting into running like that's kind of hard like no i noticed it helped me a lot because like i i have always tried to run but i would tire myself out because i didn't know how to pace myself and the app is really helpful is because it it will like it'll be like um like you can have your music and stuff playing but like there's a voice that'll be like it'll be like (laughs) ding ding and then it'll be like okay now walk and then it'll be like now run and so yeah it's like and and i know that it's gonna tell me so i can like pace myself better because before i would just like i would run until i couldn't breathe anymore and then i wouldn't (laughs) want to start running again i mean it's fair that's a fair idea you know you go out running but yeah and then also in terms of speed like i would just like i would sprint and i learned through this app that it like sprinting is not the way like (laughs) it's not the way to do it so really about like pacing yourself yeah yeah no that's cool i mean yeah because when you're doing something new and you have to really start from the beginning um you realize that it's not like what you see on tv where you see these people like running crazy paces like not even stopping water like at all like, yeah, it, it, it can be deceiving. And timing is so real. Like, I remember... Yeah, you look excited. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because it's, like, where... And I, and I walk the... I mean, I run the same trail. So it's, like, whereas before I'd get to a certain point and I'd be, like, oh, my God, okay, okay, let's go. Like, a couple more seconds left. <laughs> now, I, like, I, I'm... You know, like, every week, I literally feel my body adjust right, to right. how much it can... Um, like, how much stamina it has. And it, it's kind of beautiful to like build your stamina. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I love running. It's like, you know, I don't know how you gotten it, but I don't know if you've gotten it, but there's literally a thing called runner's high. Yeah, I've heard. You've gotten it, but it, it, it gets pretty intense. It gets really exciting. <laughs> yeah. How, how, what, how often do you run? Um, right now, I got really caught up with school, but usually I run up, I run like, Maybe five times a day, but you know, I have struggles. Five times a day? Well, not five times, five times a week. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, five times a day. That was a nice <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but on Strava, you can record and you can like challenge your friends or whatever. You do like five miles um, a day or something. And then like five can... miles a day. Oh my God. Yeah, but then when you get to a certain point, it's not about how much you run. Like for some people, it's more about how fast you did those five miles oh yeah you like maybe you can knock out a mile really quick but if you do it like a 12 minute mile you know and maybe like your norm is like a eight minute mile then you feel like really sluggish and you feel like not too proud of yourself so then it's like Mm -hmm. a game you know because now it's time it's not the distance you know because you have the stamina it's now how fast can you get there but yeah it's really cool to to see that i mean like how do you implement that because i know you know career combos like how do you like have time to, or how did you figure out like, you know, did you get better at time management or whatever? To be completely honest, in a COVID world where one, I'm not working right now, I'm full-time in school um, and I don't have to go to in-person classes and I'm not like, I have, I feel like I have all the time in the world. Cause like during undergrad, 
I literally played with the clock. Like I signed up for more things than were like physically possible within like even a 12 hour day. So I'm so used to operating like a freaking hamster that like now I feel like I have all the time in the world. I really like, so I'll like casually go on runs whenever I feel like <laughs> it. Um, or like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that my, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think my time management has gotten any better, but I will say because of the pandemic, I have a lot more time on my hands. Do you think, because uh, like, I feel like being more free, I would like, it would be really hard to stay motivated though, right? Because, you know, when I, when you go like on summer break, when you're in high school or whatever, right, you know, it's like, you don't think about like school anymore. You're just kind of like, because you don't have anything on your plate but like how do you stay like you know you still do the work. I, I think because, you know? i think i mean there i'm not gonna lie there have been moments of like where i just feel like very unmotivated but again i think i'm in a position of like privilege where i can take a day off and like still be okay um but i think most of the time i'm like really digging deep into my studies because it's something that i'm very very interested in so I'm doing my master's in gender studies and law with a concentration in the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. Um, so a lot of the things, the classes that I have, the the things that I'm reading are just so, so much of interest to me. And also like, I think through my study, I've been trying to um, learn about myself, my place in the world, like, um, I mean, I've talked about this before, but like in terms of like um, walks of life or like what I wanted, what I want to do is like, you know, help marginalized communities, um, a lot of which like I myself identify with. So like, you know, being, um, being a woman, um, identifying as a queer person, being Muslim, being um, an immigrant, um, being from a place that was like once colonized. Um, a lot of these identities I think I like carry with me and the, this is the sort of work that I want to do in my life. Um, and so that's what I'm studying right now. And, and like, just, just the, like, I think being so, in such close proximity to all like the oppressions that, um, that are the consequence of having those identities, like keeps me motivated of like, I want to learn why things are the way they are and like, how can I change them? So that that's like the biggest motivator to get up and like read right yeah. <laughs> i mean like because obviously um this is a podcast so you can't see but mo like what you were saying that like i could see there were moments in time where you were looking up and kind of smiling but that really does show that you know you kind of found your thing right yeah like, a lot of us like you know we're still trying to look for the, something that excites us or gives us passion you know so like what kind of was like that thing that made you say like maybe this is my thing, right? Or the experience maybe that you kind of had that kind of like clicked in your head or maybe something that you read or something you saw. You, okay, this will sound like a tangent, but this will answer your question. Have you seen the um, the Pixar movie, uh, Soul? It just came out. It. Yeah, I know, I know the premise. I know kind of what it's about. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. So for so anyone listening who doesn't know, it's like this, um, it's, this, it's supposed to be a children's like movie but like you can watch it as an adult and still get a lot from it. But the, 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 without giving too much away, it kind of explores like what, what is life really? And what is like, how, what is the purpose or what is our purpose? And like, where does that come from and everything? 
Um, and to be completely honest, like I, I didn't like one day decide. And it's funny you say that I found my passion because on most days I feel so lost. Like, what am I doing? Um, but I think one thing I have always done is like just let things come to me, like being very, very open and receptive to options and like doing research and exploring different things and seeing how they make me feel. Um, so in my undergrad, I did like everything under the sun, um, like on campus, off campus, in my personal time. Um, and just kind of like, I think I had the, again, the privilege of like having a lot of mentors that would push me in the right directions of like, hey, we think this would be of interest to you. And even like if, if at the moment I felt like it was very much out of my comfort zone, I would still be like, I would still try to go after it. Um, and yeah, I feel like, cause I never, like if like sophomore year, you had told me that I was gonna be in London <laughs> um, doing a master's program online. Um, I like, I would have been like, oh, and like gender studies and law. I, you know, I never even thought about gender studies um until it kind of like came up like the reason it came up is because I wasn't like senior year I was like hmm, thinking about grad school thinking about traveling um somebody told me about the scholarship called Fulbright I'm looking into it and like the school is like on the list of like the UK schools it's called SOAS which stands for School of um, Oriental and African Studies and I look into it and it's like, I didn't even know, but I was like, this is everything that I've ever wanted. Like once I looked at their homepage and I didn't even go look at it, like I didn't necessarily look up like, you know, queer friendly, like people of color schools. It just kind of like, I was like, whoa, so many of their faculty are like, um, they're from the regions that they teach about. They have like all, from like all over the world it's it's a curriculum that's very like um non-eurocentric it's all about like decolonizing it's all like anti-capitalism and these are things that have always excited me and i was like okay this is it and i i went after it how do you, i mean how do you feel like because sometimes when you want to learn something right so we learn it in a textbook or we read it right like you said there might be books or something that inspire people or you see something on the news but how much more important do you feel like it is now that you're there because you mean you were in Stockton right thinking about these things and then you saw the program right but how different is it now that you're kind of you know inside of the environment or you know at least in a different location I mean different culture different everything like it's really like even though it's online it, it and like you would think that it would be like less of an immersive experience. It still has been so, so, so mind blowing. I feel like everything that I came here thinking like, oh yeah, I know A, B and C. Right, yeah. All of it got undermined. Like in the first couple of weeks they were like, oh yeah, A, B, C, all wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, did you get yeah. culture shock? Huh? Did you get culture shock? Um, I don't know, would it be culture shock? Maybe a little bit. I mean, I think I'm lucky. So I'm in like the south of London, um, 
and like so they're divided into they call them boroughs mm -hmm. um and i'm in the borough of suffolk and it's a lot of pakistani people it's a lot of like african people mm. um and so it's like a very i mean all of london is very multicultural but like my area specifically is extremely so um and it was just crazy seeing like so much diversity like i mean i come from stockton right rated like number one diversity in america and still coming here i was like whoa there is so much diversity and i think what makes it different it, it's not just diversity at like a oh you can see all these people it's diversity embedded into the structure of like social life and economics so like people of color own stores they're like they're lawyers and businessmen and like they're like like they're so embedded within the political and social and economic structure of the city. It's so beautiful to see. And it feels like all the different cultures have been able to preserve their identities and like live in whatever way they want to, but still also have like a London identity, if that right. makes any sense. So like I'll see people like in like, their traditional outfits but with sneakers on mm. <laughs> and like you know and like a parka over it or something yeah. um and like there's so many different like i live by this market called east street market and like you go in there and like any sort of like ethnic food that you can think of is present there and like all the shopkeepers like speak their native tongues and everything right. but it doesn't feel like it's outside of london in any way like it, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I feel like you have to experience. Like I don't even think it's making sense yeah. as I'm describing it. But yeah, yeah, I guess in those ways it was a little bit of a cultural shock. But I think in the best way. Yeah. Do you, I mean, like, what about like? So obviously, cultural identity is like something big, right? You know, because you know the way, like you were just mentioning, like the way people dress and stuff like that. Like, what is some ways that you feel like cultural identity is like? You know important even even though for you or i don't know if you still like maybe wear like a uop shirt every once in a while you know have a little identity there <laughs> but uh, but like how important is it to you and like in what ways do you kind of showcase it if you can yeah. mm -hmm. that's such an interesting question because you're um, in london right and i'm sure that your culture is obviously represented like you mentioned it's it's super diverse but like in what ways do you still get the chance to be like you know yourself you know like i don't know if you're into sneakers like they are you know maybe some jordan yeah i've been trying to build my sneaker collection <laughs> um you know it, it's so interesting you asked this question because i think if you had asked me last year mm -hmm. i would have ranted on about like yeah i'm pakistani and that's my culture <laughs> and this this and that but i think through my studies and like in in like the growth i think that i've had in the last year I've realized it, it's really something that you like your, I guess your like quote unquote, like cultural identity is something that you construct, I think on a daily basis. So like, I don't think there's any like specific thing Right, yeah. that makes me Pakistani or that makes me a woman or like that makes me a like a Londoner or a Stocktonian or like mm -hmm. from UOP. I feel like it, it's almost like a... I can't think of a good analogy, but like, it's like all these different pieces from everywhere that you pick up and you like kind of construct it yourself. Cause like my definition of how I want to define what my culture means to me and how I want to embody that culture can be so different than someone else who like 
on the surface has a similar identity as me, right? Like we could be like two Pakistani people, for example, and have completely different ways of like what that means for us and how we choose to embody that or how we we, how we decide to like navigate that culture. Um, I don't know. Okay. Like specific things. I don't know. I, I guess like food is a thing for me. So I'm always like, like I'm, I'm like, cook. like cooking my, my like, like Pakistani dishes, but also like fusioning them in. Like I make like tacos that are seasoned with like tandoori chicken. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good. Interesting, like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you walk out into the street and people see you and that's just kind of you, the way you talk, what you eat, how you cook. Yeah. I guess like accents everything. are a thing, a way to embody like, I never knew, but when I came here, everybody was like, oh, you have a Californian accent. I was, I've like yeah. never would have known. And so now that's part of a way that I like carry my like Californian culture. Um, or like, yeah, I've been building my sneaker collection. So I guess that makes me more of a Londoner. <laughs> um, just things like that. I, I think, yeah, we just construct, I think we construct everything like in terms of culture, yeah. um, however think, we want. Cause I think, um, like even with the accent thing, um, so obviously I was from Mexico, right? Uh -huh. And I came to to Stockton, you know, and I did all my school there. And then I, I mean, obviously when you're in another city and you know you're in London or whatever you go, um, you're gonna kind of either lose your not your tongue, obviously, but you're gonna lose your accent and gain mm -hmm. the accent that's there because that's just where you're spending the most time. And I remember, mm -hmm. you know, when I used to go to family places or like when I was younger, you know didn't realize that I was kind of losing that like accent from where I was from and at first I really felt bad like I really did but then I realized that I couldn't really do much about it anyways because I mean it's not like I could just hop on a plane by myself and I was like 12 and then go to Mexico and then like you know gain my accent back uh, so like I at some points there's some things that you kind of like you know like you were saying like you're learning about yourself you know you're constantly evolving you know like I said 10 years ago or like five years ago if we would have told you that you're going to do all of these things you probably you know, would have been like, mm, there's no chance, right? So I think it's important to be, un, you know, self-aware and understanding of like, you know, if things change or if something happens, you know, you're just constantly evolving. You're not going to be the same person you were 10 years ago. And that was something that was a little tough for me because again, it's like that culture thing, you know, like yeah. you know, something from you because they know who you, where you're from. And then when you're like, throw them off, you know, like, and you know, if I went to France or something and I told them I was like from Mexico and they hear this Californian accent, they're gonna be like, wait, hold on, like, there's something going on. Yeah, and I think that's, a, like, I, you bring up such a good point of, like, uh, I think often what happens in our society is, like, there's this, there's this almost stigma that comes to be, or, like, there's this, like, essentialism of, like, oh, if you're, if you're Mexican, you have to have, like, in order to qualify as, like, Right. Mexican you have to carry this accent with you and if you lose the accent that means you're somehow less Mexican which is not true you know like you you are still as you know like you are still as true to that culture as you were when you first came and like carried that accent which was such a marker of identity right. um like that doesn't erase anything or that doesn't mean that you're more American in, in any way now. Like these are all, I think, just myths that are used to, to like put us into boxes of what we can be and cannot be and how we should embody our cultures. And like, 
it's yeah. Weird, you know, it just kind of so. I don't want to cuss, but like it's bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like we we literally have the power or like the agency. Um, and I think that the most beautiful part of culture is like you carry it in whatever form and you it evolves with you. And that doesn't mean that it's any less or more or none of that. Yeah. No, I yeah, I, I get it. Like I said, it's something that, you know, you kind of have to come to understanding with and then it, it does come like I said, the society thing, like social media, a lot of things that are factors, right? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just always important to kind of just self-reflect and really think about, you know, who you are and, and then just tell yourself like, this is who I am. And if somebody else says otherwise, you know, I, I know I'm just not going to spend, you know, time trying to change somebody else's opinion, you know, like in that sense, because it's about me. So, you know, but changing the light on things a little bit, I mean, like, how do you like, I know we talked about time management, but like, what are some things that you picked up? Like from your, I mean, you're in a different city. I mean, a different country, a different place altogether. Like, what are those things that maybe, you know, we talk about like career conversations here or like in resume writing and stuff, or like, these are like the skills that you should have, but like, what are like the actual skills or soft skills that you realized that you're actually like kind of using? Like, for for school or just for life really because you're in a different you know environment so like i've asked these questions before and a lot of times the biggest thing that i've noticed that people talk about is just that they kind of throw everything out the window and everything kind of just comes back to people skills like it's just do you know how to talk i don't think i'm understanding are you asking like skills um like for school for a job for life like in like do you have categories for all of them i guess yeah. Okay, then let's start with life. <laughs> what are some skills that you use for your day-to-day life? For my day-to-day life. Um, or just some tips for... Okay, this is going to sound so hippie, but like, Alvaro, that's really the space that I'm in these days. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> within, I think within the context of this pandemic, um, within the context of being like completely on my, being 22, being completely on my own, never having really like traveled before and like moving a whole nother country um, with no friends um, <laughs> to a, like my own apartment. Right. The, the skill, I don't even know if this can be considered a skill, but like having faith, um, whatever that means for you is, it, is what's been carrying me through. Um, there are so many moments of like, things feel overwhelming or th- like, you know, with the lockdowns continuing to happen, um, with so much uncertainty, with like, when I first came here, like, uh, uh, we don't have to get into that, but like a lot of just like, bad things <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, and it, it like, it really was like, you needed something to look Adaptive, Yeah, like, adap- ad- what's that word? Adaptability? Adaptability. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, adaptability, having faith, um, building really, like, my inner self. Because I think, like, I have been very guilty of this as, like, my... I think I, I, I've defined myself... Um, by my achievements for a while um, and things like that. But it's really like, I think we don't spend enough time on like building our inner selves. Um, And that was 
honestly, I got forced into learning this skill, but that was the skill that is continuing to carry me through is like being strong within and like having a self-worth that isn't defined by like accolades or like jobs or like anything like that. Like before you do anything external, I think like the inner work matters because you know you never know things like the the pandemic will happen and take all of the external stuff away from you um you know and so it's really like being able to be strong within that carries you through yeah because there's going to be stuff that you know like in this case the pandemic is kind of like what our generation is you know using as like the thing that you know kind of changed our worlds or our views and you know now we're in like you said our 20s and stuff and we're still learning about ourselves so i think it's it's really like you said having faith but for others it might just be just something to look up to right just something something and And i I literally don't even mean it in a religious sense like i guess like just having maybe like faith in yourself or having faith that things will get better or that like having hope that like everything will fall into place um like having some sort of like, I think something that for me, I think like isn't necessarily like material that will help you get up in the morning, you know, that will help you to apply for that job. That'll help you to finish that assignment. That'll help you to get up and go get groceries. Cause I think like for so many of us, that's what it's come down to is just like, life sucks sometimes and like things are difficult um and the thing that's gonna i think the skills that are most useful um are the resilience that you build within yourself yeah and i think that's kind of like a good segue because i was just gonna ask like knowing what you know now right you know and and what you know about yourself and what you're kind of like interested in and all of the things just kind of putting everything together like what does that mean for the future for you like what do you, what is like what do you well what do you hope to see yourself in and like you know in the future like when you're in your 30s or your 40s even like what does this all mean or what is it leading to for you <laughs> i don't i don't know if you'll like my answer um I'm currently I'm currently in a space where I want to stop thinking about the future. Mm, okay. Um, I want to focus on the present. Um, I want to live life like fully in the present. Um, and I think that if I build strong enough foundations and if I live fully in the moment, um, everything that follows will be okay. So like, is it more of like a mentality of like, you know, like when you go to sit that, you know, coffee that you, you know, that it's your favorite coffee or whatever, and and you're in the now, like you appreciate those things a lot more instead of like or where you're like imagining it, right? It's more about like, you're in the now, like this is, you know, I'm taking a sip of coffee. Like this is like, I'm here, like, you know, right? And yeah. And I mean, you know, the coffee is a great example, but even like, you know, this is career convos if we want to even talk about it. Um, and and I, I do want to preface by saying that I know that this is like, I think I'm speaking from a position of privilege where I can be like, yeah, I don't want to think about the future. Like not everybody has that luxury because um, some people really do act, like have, they have a lot of pressures that they need to like, you know, worry about um, that are coming in the future. 
Um, so I want to preface with that. But um, what I th what I mean is that career wise or school wise, like this reading that I have right now, I'm gonna spend today like digging deep into this reading and enjoying it. Like when I say reading, I mean like for my class assignment. Right. Um, and I'm not going to worry about like, oh, when I finish this degree, what job do I like? Of course, I'm planning for those things, right. but those aren't the things that are motivating me anymore. Um, because I feel like, and even like this experience, I think like if I just, if I just live, if I just talk to people, if I just connect, if I just like go after things in the present moment without worrying about where I want to be five years from now. Um, I think that it'll automatically take care of itself because like we plan and we plan and we worry about the future, but things fall apart. Um, and not in a bad way. Like I, I have a strong belief that we end up where we're meant to be, but I think we miss out on the present when we are constantly worrying about what's next. And it's like, can we really know what we want next if we don't even experience fully what we are doing now? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you said it's important that you, you acknowledge that you, you kind of know where you're leading towards it. I mean, it's going to happen anyways, because... Yeah, like, I mean, you have to have goals, of course. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be going to school in London for, like, math, yeah. you know, like, if you like, you know, obviously, yeah, so there's that, but it's just, yeah, not the, the, the what like, not the dwelling and, like, you know, what has to come, or, like, I have to do this in exactly 300 days, like, this is when this has to happen, so, and I think I noticed that it's kind of trickling down to even, like, when you go exercise or whatever, like, you know, I'm pretty sure you think about it more of like as a day-to-day -day thing, like today, yeah. I have my, you know, run and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to have fun with it. So, I, yeah, I, I see what you mean. And I think it's an interesting mentality that a lot of people can, you know, benefit from because a lot of people spend a lot of time in here instead of, you know, in their surroundings. Yeah. It's really been liberating, honestly. Cause I feel like I was that person where like I was constantly thinking about what's next or like nothing ever was enough because it was always like, well, okay, I've done this, but what's next? Um, do you ever and it's feel, nice to just enjoy life. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, do you ever feel like, you know, like you said, there's like those days where you've, you know, you have the ability to kind of like take a, a day off in a way of like, you know, like not having to like maybe read or something like that for your school. But like, do you ever feel like a day is wasted when you do something like that? I've been trying to unlearn that. I think, um, I don't want to get into my rant about capitalism. <laughs> but I think that there is, it's it, it's so unnatural to feel guilty about taking care of yourself. Mm. You know, like, we are not defined by any of these things. Like, sure, I'm in grad school, but I'm not defined by this degree. Um, and, and, and my physical body, my mental health, my emotional well-being comes before any of that. So it's like, if I take a day off, I take a day off and I needed that. And it's not wasteful because I, I took care of myself that day um, or I gave myself what I needed that day. And, and that's, that's worth, you know, that's worthy. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I do that too, like on the weekends and stuff. Like there are times where I'm like, 
I should really get this done. Like it's, you know, dude, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like I really need to do this. But then like those days are like the days where I'm just kind of like relaxing, hanging out with other people, you know, connecting, you know, just spending time with like, even my dog, like I just go walk over. Oh. Like, it's just like, those are the days where you feel like most free, which is weird. Yeah. I, it's I, not weird it's not it's not capitalism that. makes us think that that's weird but that's a natural yeah. i mean you know what's weird is like constantly having to work all the time and not taking care of yourself that's weird yeah there's a, there's a, it's weird because for me i think everybody okay so like everybody's different right everybody has their thing everybody has like what they like so when i was in high school i used to be like big on like uh sports or whatever right and obviously people that do or love sports they train like crazy right or they work out all day but they're in a sense working but they're doing something that they like right they're working out yeah. like they're doing so like they're whatever they're like doing weight exercises and then they're running and then they're practicing on the field or they're running on the track so they're in a sense they're working all the time or those people like to work all the time but um like they're not really working because they like what they're doing. Right. I know, I get it. They're not getting paid or whatever. So it's a different topic. But like, I feel like everybody's different, you know? Like some people have to get their mind like constantly, like, you know, they have to be fidgeting with something. That's why fidget toys are so popular, right? Because they have to right. be. Right. <laughs> but exactly. again, I, I wanted to stay, I want to stay true to our 30 minute window. Um, so are there any other things that you wanted to say? Or no. Well, I just want to say that I've missed our conversations. We used to be in the <laughs> office talking about this. And yeah, I just, I, I'm glad we did this. Um, it's always nice to be on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, thank you again for coming. And I, I really appreciate it. Is there any places you want people to reach out? Maybe if they're interested about something that they talked or you talked about today? Um, like, like my socials? Mm -hmm. If you have any hands. <laughs> um it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I i'm only on twitter it's um at r-i-d-u-u-h okay got it got it <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right well thank you for having me alvaro yeah